I'm Eric Martin. Welcome to Feeding Your Passion, the podcast for the entrepreneur and the food connoisseur. I'll be your host for our exclusive VIP dining experience where you'll meet top restaurateurs and other special guests. First, you'll get to know our celebrity restaurant owner, enjoy an amazing front-of-the-house virtual culinary experience, and then wrap up by learning key action steps, insights, and inspiration for thriving in the food service industry. Now, let's get rolling. Okay, Passion Nation, welcome to Episode 11, Part 2 of Feeding Your Passion, the podcast for the entrepreneur and the food connoisseur. I'm Eric Martin, your host, and I'm excited to continue our journey with Siler Chapman in our Back of the House segment. For those of you that are just joining us with this episode, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to Episode 11, Part 1, which was last week. And as we get rolling, let me give you a quick background on our celebrity restaurant owner. Siler Chapman is the owner of King of Fire Pizza. He's also a pizza acrobat, champion dough thrower. He's appeared on the Food Network, the Today Show, the Ellen DeGeneres Show, the Steve Harvey Show, and Good Morning America. Now, many of you are probably asking, what in the world is a pizza acrobat? I'm going to tell you how to find that. Find out. Go to YouTube, type in Siler Chapman on the Steve Harvey Show, and watch that video. If you've never seen anybody ride a unicycle and toss pizza behind their back, through their legs, and many other amazing feats, you're going to be absolutely blown away when you check that video out. It's incredible. Now let's jump back into the interview and enjoy the rest of our time with the amazing Siler Chapman. So, Siler, to inspire industry innovation, uh, you know, we have several folks that listen to this podcast in the manufacturing industry, from products to software to equipment. But for industry and to inspire industry innovation, what are the biggest challenges that you're facing today that you'd like to see inspire innovation? Well, you know, um, it's funny because let's take the POS side of the worlds. Okay. The computers, when I opened up a restaurant, it cost me 25, 30, 40 grand to put a POS system in. Now I can go to square toes, um, these lower end clovers, stuff like that. And you can buy it for a thousand bucks and be up and running, you know? So there's two sides of the story now. Square uh, doesn't give all the options if you had a $40,000 POS, you know, um, it's not all in one. They have a bunch of third parties. They nickel and dime everybody with, um, you know, you got to have a fee here. You got to do a monthly subscription to this monthly here, monthly there. The whole monthly subscription has gotten way out of control. So, yes, great for those companies. However, for the small business guy, it kills us. So I think. You know, growing forward, I think there's opportunity out there on the POS side that's all inclusive that can answer to everybody's needs. Um, it Square's getting close, but they're not there yet. Um, Clover's getting there because they're beating Square on the on the um, on the credit card processing side, but they don't have every all the features that Square offers. You know, so there's always pluses and minuses and everything there. Now let's talk the equipment side. We all know that labor, uh, labor uh, you know, minimum wage is going to go up. We don't know what it's going to hit. We, you know, everybody's talking 15, 15. 15 is going to drive us 
into a just a really down spiral in the world. Definitely, it's going to kill the restaurant industry. There's no way that the fine dining restaurants can survive. There's no way uh, you think fast food lines are bad now at McDonald's are going to get just 20 times worse. Um, but let's look at what McDonald's doing on the manual, on the equipment side, everything they're doing. And they've been doing this for years. Started with the soda machine. They push a button and it spits a cup out. It puts the ice in it for them and it, and it puts, fills it up exactly what cup level it is. Okay. That's right. So think of what McDonald's done. They've been doing this for five, six, almost 10 years that. Okay. And everybody laughs at them. And they're like, Oh, it's all getting robotic. It's getting robotic. Well, what did they do about three years ago? They started putting in kiosk of go up, order from the kiosk, and they gradually do it. They keep the front line people there, but they're 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 prepping you for the future. Because soon as that soon as that minimum wage goes, everybody is gone in that in the front of the house. It's gone. They're going that. Before you know it, I guarantee through their drive throughs they're gonna start putting where you punch in your own order through a drive thru. It's gonna happen. Because yep. they can't, they can't staff it. You know, we're every restaurant in America is having staffing issues. Why? Everybody sit at home making a check from the government. You know, we can't. We got to stop that. Like the government's got to stop giving people free money. It's got to happen because it's killing us. I've never gone and seen as many places that are hiring right now than I've ever seen in my lifetime, and so that's scary. So. Let's let's go back to the minimum wage and on equipment side. I was at Middleby's Marshall's plant a couple years ago working on a, on a project, and I saw the infrared oven that they did. Okay, now I can take a little skillet, put a piece of steak on it, run it through this infrared, and the thing tastes just as good as if it came off a cold grill or uh, off a grill. Okay, yeah, so amazing. You know, now we're streamlining, dummy proofing. The, the the procedures for equipment that is key that is going to be the next big thing is oh i've got and and I, I was the world's worst at this it has to be cooked this way it has to be done in this type of oven the technology that's out there right now and it's coming streamlining the the process with the infrareding and and it can cook a piece of salmon better than I can cook on my own grill in two minutes. Never even heard of the such, and it doesn't change the quality. It doesn't taste the uh, the texture. It still doesn't feel like it's been burnt. You know, you know, you can you can cook veggies in, in a quick conveyor oven, and it feels harsh. Does that make sense? It's like it, it just yeah. has a weird taste to it, like almost like it's it's rubbered down the product, right? And or it has this yeah. like rubbery taste to it. Now with air technology, you can get that same cook in a minute, and it doesn't take away any texture or flavor from a vegetable or salmon or steak, and that is impressive. So yeah, I manufacturers getting better, and I'm a true believer that if this minimum wage happens then you're going to see a ton of robotic um, people are going to invest in the robotic side of things. And yeah. you're already seeing it on cruise ships is it's an attraction. I need a drink. I go up to the self kiosk. Here we go. I punch in what drink I want. I scan my badge. This thing automatically goes and mixes me a drink, pours it just like a human does. And it's an awe factor because it's a robot doing it. And it's now right. 
But guess what? They don't have an employee. Yeah, they spend a little bit more money on the machine, but the machine's always going to do that. And it's going to probably come with a warranty. So at the end of the day, guess what? It's always going to be there. And it's consistent. It's going to make it the same every single day. And it's the wow factor. So I really, really believe and see that this is going to be the future. And I'm already looking at products, trying to figure out like how, how's that going to happen with the food truck world? How do you get a big machine like that on a food truck? I think it's going to come and, and I'm going to be the first one to jump on the board when it does the, um, the number one, um, the cool thing with my food truck is I built my model around $15 employees. Yeah. The whole thing. Nobody, I mean, my goal is everybody's making 15 bucks somehow, some way. And, um, we, we built our model around that. So, because I know it's coming. That's right. And I think, um, yeah, you look at artificial intelligence and, you know, it shows how resilient restaurant owners are and how resilient the food industry is. And, you know, I mean, you touched on something else, which is a whole nother conversation, the unintended consequences of government overreach, you know, uh, eventually every, you know, if, if the market doesn't drive $15 hour employees and the government drives it, then people are going to be displaced because uh, innovators are going to figure out a way to do it for less expensively because you got to maintain a profit to run a business. Right. And uh, so you had a ton of nuggets uh, in the answer to that question. So let me ask you this um, looking at King of fire pizza or your years of experience, what's your favorite cooking technique or preparation method for a solid menu item and why? Elaborate a little bit for me on that question. So, uh, yeah, so some people uh, like to cook a steak on a fat gr- flat grill, and, you know, it may be braising, broiling, frying. Um, but I, I think looking at your operation, the wood-fired pizza, talk to us about why the wood-fired pizza is the best preparation method and, and why it's your preparation method of choice. Okay, so I wouldn't say it's the best preparation method. Um, I still like a, a pizza cooked in a deck oven. Um, okay. I also think these electric ovens that are coming out, uh, you know, electric ovens have been huge in Italy for many of years, okay, um, because they didn't have natural gas resources. So electric has always been there and wood has always been in Italy. Um, we're talking two different styles of pizzas or multiple styles of pizzas, okay? So uh, a deck oven you can do multiple styles of pizza in where in a gas wood fired gas oven, you can't do multiple pizzas. You got to have a high temperature flour. You, you know, I mean, you're cooking under 90 seconds. So how, you know, two different and uh, way different concepts. My reason behind the wood fired is no one's doing it. Nobody's understanding it. Um, it's, uh, you know, you did see the mods of the world pizzas come out, the blazes and everybody's cooking at 600 degrees, but they're not cooking at 800,000 degrees. Now, a, a fun fact is only 5% of Americans actually like Neapolitan pizza. So I knew coming in the South, that wasn't going to work. Neapolitan just isn't going to work for our concept to feed the masses. Um, so I came up with a concept called American wood fired. So how do we take like a New York style crust texture, but be able to cook in a wood fired oven? Um, so that has been the biggest, uh, challenge for us. I really 
have enjoyed the romance of cooking with fire. I have uh, enjoyed the ambiance piece that everybody gets to see and talk about. So that's kind of like where we're headed with the wood fired. But again, going to depending on what style of pizza you like, I do love cooking in you know good deck oven. Um, so if you want a Detroit style Sicilian grandma, you know the thicker crust style pizzas, you definitely got to have a deck oven. But for the American wood fired, you know you you can do your typical New York um, style to you know just a good American um, style pizza, and it doesn't have to be Neapolitan. Um, so that's kind of where we've been kind of going with that. And, uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, I've enjoyed it. I've learned so much in the last three years, just with cooking with fire. So to answer that, that that's kind of the whole broad sector of uh, wood fire and what I, you know, uh, love cooking in right now. Fantastic. That sounds great. I love, that's one of the things that differentiates, um, eating at a professional food service operation versus eating at home are the cooking techniques and the cooking techniques that are learned. Some of the equipment's different and some things are hard to replicate at home, but uh, I think everybody's got a little bit of a restaurateur in their heart. And when they're preparing meals at home for their family, uh, learning those new cook, you know, various cooking techniques is very beneficial and interesting. So thank you. Thank you for that. So uh, let's move on as we wrap up uh, our back of the house segment. So, Siler, what platform or medium do you feel is the best investment of your marketing dollars and why? You know, that's a great question because, I mean, we are mobile. So, so many um, old techniques like the old grassroots marketing techniques that a brick and mortar would do is totally different than what a mobile does right now. Um, You know, so broad, the best thing and platform we use right now is Syntex which is a text platform company. Um, Her name is Jill. Reach out to her. So, you know, let her know Siler from King of Fire sent you. She'll take good care of you. At the end of the day, the biggest piece with text alerts is we can send out, if you're a fine dining restaurant and you have specials that week or you're cooking, you know, a certain type of protein that you don't have on a daily basis, you can send that out on Monday morning Everybody knows it. They can plan their week around. Hey, we want to come and try that. You know, Um, if you have um, some kind of crazy thing happen and you need to touch all your customers immediately, what a great way. Sends one text, lets them know what's going on. Also, with this text program, you can actually click right on your mobile device a link and go straight to online ordering. So if you have a pickup or delivery service restaurant, um, boom, click it. You can even set it up for if you're a fine dining restaurant, you click it, set reservations. How cool is that? Like nobody else is doing that. Um, those little things like that has taken our company 100% over the top. Now people know where we're at daily. They don't have to come find us being mobile. This is you know, cool. nice. They know our whole schedule for the week. They can plan their week around when they want to come what location we're at closest to them because we're all over Charlotte. We're not just in one little town. We're all over. So sometimes when we're an hour away from our commissary, we only get up there maybe once a week or once every other month. So at the end of the day, those customers are always feeling to have our product. Well, how do they stay in touch with us? How do they know? So by signing up with our text alerts, they exactly know where we're at. So that's Fantastic. one. 
you know, number two, let's talk Facebook and Instagram. Those are your mainly used per, um, platforms. Well, Instagram, a lot of people don't understand is they just want photos. They want pretty great looking photos of your product. Facebook is more the interaction. Hey, this is what we got going on this week. This is this, this is that, you know, kind of getting feedback from your customers. That is Facebook. Instagram is all pretty pictures and doing your hashtags right. Now, here's the cool part. You don't need to pay anybody a monthly fee to go do that. I mean, these companies are paying, charging $1,500, two grand a month to do this. I guarantee everybody in a restaurant has a millennial that understands how to use this little guy and how to use Facebook and Instagram. All you got to do is go to, you know, let's say Charlotte, okay, because that's where I'm at. I need to go around and look at what everybody's posting or what everybody's tagging to get the most. These companies are telling you, hey, we're going to bring you followers. But 80% of the time, what I have found out with these type of companies, they're bringing you fake followers. They're not organic. Okay. And and having organic followers is more important. And having fewer followers that are 100% organic is better than having 50,000 followers. And here's how you determine this. If you got 50,000 followers on your Instagram and you're only getting 20 likes on a post, 100 likes on a post, we have issues, okay? If you had 50,000 organic followers, you're going to be seeing 20, 30, 35,000 people liking your post, okay? So when you go and look at a different comp- your competition that has 50,000 followers, go do that. Go look on Instagram and see on their last post how many actual likes they got. If it's only less than 1,000 or at 1,000, 80% of those are fake followers, so that is how you know are paid followers. So these companies will pay for people to start following you, but they never get to see your actual post. Fantastic. So organic is everything. Facebook, same thing, being organic and interacting with your customers are two phenomenal ways of doing it inexpensive. You don't need to go pay a company. You need to post two, three times a day and that's it and be done. Fantastic. That is so good. And I, you know, living in Nashville, uh, I talk to a lot of people in the entertainment industry, and they tell me all the time, man, it's it's fake. You know, I mean, they, yeah. they make it look one way on TV, but what you're talking about and, and in the restaurant industry, real life has got to be real. There's got to be a real connection. It's got to be based in truth. And, uh, right. you know, the, the thing I'm so excited about in this, the marketing question is you gave a lot of great advice to help people pandemic proof their business. I want to see the entire hospitality industry pandemic proof and uh, through connecting in a real way, uh, it takes us down the road to doing that. Right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's there and it's inexpensive, you know, Um, the, the texting program has changed our life forever. You know, email always used to be the thing, email blast, email blast, email blast, everybody's on this and yes emails are a great way but text instant i'm going to look at it here we go let's find out what's going on and boom so spell the name of that company for us is it send uh, yeah s-e-n and then text t-e-x-t look up her name is jill haas h-a-a-s you can find her on instagram facebook and um um What's our big one? Uh, LinkedIn as well. Fantastic. I wanted to make sure everybody had the proper spelling on that so that they can reach yeah. out to that resource. That is great. So that, uh, Siler, that is awesome. Thank you. That wraps up our back of the house segment. We're going to move on to our lightning round. It's called the final crumbs. 
And uh, a great quote is, I'd rather have a crumb from the table of a winner than a full meal from the table of a loser. And, uh, you know, it's association is key. And uh, we're excited to be associating with Siler Chapman today from King of Fire Pizza. So uh, let's rock and roll on this lightning round. So, Siler, what is one thing you're the most passionate about today? Um, you know, multiple things. Uh, my family, absolutely first. Um, I've got four little, uh, well, three little girls and one little boy. Um, we just had a baby and um, very yeah. passionate about trying to build a company uh, for the long haul. I really want them to be able to take over if they if they choose one day to take over the company. I want to be able you know, build up a big enough company where they can, they can work in the company with us. Um, and then, you know, what I'm really fired up about is the whole, my, my whole team that we have built, I'm giving them an opportunity now to have ownership. And, you know, I'm building a model where people can come into our organization and actually have a piece of the pie. That's huge to me. Um, I think giving back to our employees that work so hard day in, day out. I think that's everything right now. So those are my things right now that I'm really, really passionate and fired up about. That's great. And they're and, and people on your team that have that ambition are fortunate and need to be thankful that uh, you're willing to, you know, kind of shoulder the brunt of creating something that gives them something to own. And, and uh, that means a lot to me. I came in as an entry-level sales rep and the founder of our company gave me an opportunity, you know, to, to, uh, buy into the company and, and have ownership. So and ultimately buy the company from them. So, uh, with some partners. So that is, that is special. That's fantastic. So, um, what is the best advice you've ever received? Wow. That's a tough one. Um, okay. I got you. This is a good one. Um, this was from a great grandfather of mine. He ended up, he told me when I started my first restaurants, he said, save for a rainy day. My other grandfather told me the same thing, save for a rainy day. I didn't understand that. I was 18. I thought, Hey, we made pizzas. We made money in the bank and I could go spend it all on whatever I wanted to spend it on. Well, that wasn't true. Um, I forgot about taxes, forgot about payroll taxes. You know, there's a lot there. Right. And, um, That's right. They, you know, I started my restaurant in 01. Well, let's go to 08. You know, here comes 08. Here comes 09, 2010. Those are the rainy days. It might not happen this year. It might not happen. So then we get past all that. You know, luckily we had savings. Luckily we got through it. Right. Well, then, you know, it took, you know, all the way up to 2020 to really get that traction going to the next level. Right. Well, guess what? Here comes COVID. Here comes a rainy day. Yeah. Okay, and it's everybody cycles. felt this. So who who had money in the bank to weather the storm? Right. That, my friend, is everything. And that Great is how advice. we're building our company. Because now you know what a pandemic feels like. There's no reason when the second pandemic ever happens again. It's not, is it going to happen? It's when it's going to happen. We already know it. Right. It's happened in historically. 30s, you know, all the way up. So yeah. we've always had a pandemic of some sort. But who can weather the storm? So shame on you if you don't weather the second storm. That's right. I'm sitting here telling you to plan for that. Yes, we all got crushed by COVID. Yes, you know, but it's what we're doing today to put the systems in place to to make that never happen again, no matter what what the pandemic is. So I Great think advice. save for a runny day. Save Great. for a rainy day. Great. 
So uh, what book would you recommend to Passion Nation and why? Woo! That's, you know, so it depends on your, um, oh, wow. Um, there, There's this new one, and, and I wasn't expecting this one, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on here and, and tell you one that I'm listening to that is um, – that's changing a lot of um, a lot of mindset for me. It's traction. Get a grip on your business. Um, yeah. That that one I'm I'm going through right now, and I'm like, ooh, I didn't think about this. I haven't thought about that. And um, Gina thought, Wickman by Gina Wickman. Traction. Yeah, 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 by yeah, Gina that's it, that's it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think that's a great book um, to start. Even after the pandemic, it was like, okay, we know where we're at as a company now. Now let's let's put the structure in place and move forward. So, great. I think that's, that's a great one. That is a great book. Share a culinary or technology resource that you feel like could benefit others. Okay, so that one's another great question. That's very broad. So let's go deep. If you're in the pizza industry, I'm going to talk about PerfectingPizza.com. It's the number one online resource. Uh, probably together there's over 20 world titles of guys talking about pizza um, that has done it, been there, done it, multiple, you know, mega million dollar businesses. Great resource. Another one, if you're not in the pizza industry, is uh, restaurantowner.com is a great one. Uh, very broad. Uh, doesn't go specific into every, you know, style of restaurant that you have, but very broad, but has a very good traction on you know, procedures, a checklist, et cetera. Now let's go into more specific. I think YouTube right now is a great place to go, but understand if you want to deep dive your specific um, category, what style of restaurant, there are some great people out there, but there are also some people that are fake. So understand who you're listening to. And it's only a resource. Doesn't mean you have to do it step by step. Put your own twist on it, what you're learning. Um, but YouTube can be a good channel, but it's very, you got to go very specific to what you're looking for and then find the key people in your style of restaurant. I think that's that's huge. Finding out the who's or who's and then following them and seeing what they have to say, but always make your own twist on it. Don't do it. I don't think you have to do it exactly like that one person might be saying. Make your own twist because you're your own person too. Great, great input, great resources. So share one piece of advice for food service sales professionals to help them earn trusted advisor status with you. Interesting. Um, okay. I think two things. A lot of people as the sales, um, they want to push onto you. The sales guys want to push on what they're going to make the most commission on. Okay. I say don't change your product for their commission. I think you know, I've, I've had sales rep come to me and say, well, I can't get this. I can't get that. Well, then we can't do business together. If you can't go out and get it, then I can't do business with you. Well, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? Because that is not what I want. My customers want this. And I think sticking to your brand and sticking to the proper and the best um, ingredients out there right now is key to get through and getting back open and really making your restaurant more successful. So to my sales guys, stay true to your customers, not your pocket. Okay. Cause if you stay true to your customers, your pockets, it's the money's going to come, but finding out what your customer and get it. Then if you say you're going to do something, get it done. Like, and I know everybody is so overwhelmed, you know, the whole structure of a lot of businesses 
and I'm not going to name some names, but they've taken commission away from their sales guys. And you're losing some of your key employees out there. Like so many key guys are, and gals are leaving because they took their, their pay structure away and, you, and your commissions. You can't do that. We're in the commission business when you get in the sales. That's the only way you can make it to the six-figure level is, is sell, sell, sell. So I think taking that away, it really hurt them. Um, so, you know, I think, but at the end of the day for the salespeople, stick true to your customer and the money will follow. It Great. always does. Great advice. Fantastic. That wraps up uh, the final crumbs, lightning round. We're going to move on to the sweet course. This has been great time with Siler Chapman. So uh, we'll end this VIP dining experience uh, with one final piece of sweet advice from Siler. Uh-oh. You know, my, my thing is only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. You know, we're in trying times, but you just noticed that if you're still open today, even on a win, you have you have weathered one of the biggest storms of all times. So you had to see the vision to keep doing what you're doing. So that goes to my saying, only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. And you're there. Fantastic. So, Siler, as we wrap up, as the owner um, of King of Fire Pizza, give a heartfelt invitation to anybody and everybody uh, to come dine with you, engage your company, and thank you for being here with us today. Hey, thank you. Thank you. And guys, if you're in the Charlotte area, look up King of Fire Pizza. Uh, I'd love to treat you to a free pizza. Say you heard it on um, our podcast here and and I'll take good care of you guys. Fantastic. So everybody, thanks for joining us today. I also want to thank Siler for serving the industry in the King of Fire community day by spending time with us. Go visit Siler at kingoffire.com. Sign up for his text so that you know where he is in town so that you can go engage him, get to know him, get to know his family. They would love to cater a big event for you. And remember that you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with Eric and Siler today. With that, we'll catch you on the next episode of Feeding Your Passion. Until then, stay hungry and go be great. What an amazing time we had with Siler Chapman. There are definitely some key things I've personally taken away from this time with Siler Chapman. One is that success is a planned event. Determine the outcome that you want and plan backwards and put every step in place that will allow you to get that outcome. So if you want quick ticket times, then you decide what your goal is, plan backwards, Execute those steps and refine it until you get the exact outcome you want. So success is a planned event. Very important entrepreneurial principle. And then also save for a rainy day. The best advice he's ever received from his grandfathers. And uh, save for a rainy day. One of my partners says, hey, you need to stress test everything. Any decision we're going to make, any uh, plan that we put in place, we need to look at it from a stress test lens And I can tell you going through COVID, that is uh, extremely clear. If you have a plan in place and you stress test it and make sure that you're prepared, then as entrepreneurs, uh, we can face adversity. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean everything's going to work out 100% of the time. But when you do plan with a stress test in mind, then you can with you could withstand the ups and downs. So great entrepreneurial principles that we uh, learned from Siler Chapman today. Now, I also want to invite anyone and everyone that's listening to this podcast that knows a restaurant owner 
that you would like to hear on Feeding Your Passion, please send me an email, uh, copy the restaurant owner, and make an introduction, and we'll see if we can't get them on a future episode of Feeding Your Passion. I love interviewing restaurant owners. Uh, Restaurant owners are the most special entrepreneurs in the world. This can be anywhere in the United States or any English-speaking country in the world. We have people around the world listening to this podcast, continue to share it, and we will get restaurant owners on from around the world. My email address that you email is eric at feedingyourpassion.com. That's eric at feedingyourpassion.com. Send an email to me, copy the restaurant owner you know, make an introduction, and we'll see if we can't get them on. Thanks, Passion Nation. Everybody have a great week. Until the next episode, let's go be great. As always, thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe. Also, please visit our website, feedingyourpassion.com, to sign up for our email list so that we can deliver each episode right to your inbox and so that you can give us feedback on our content because we want to be dialed in to what you're passionate about. Until next time, go be great, Passion Nation.